Hi, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Kristen. Today on the show, we're going to talk about what I call joyful alignment. We are going to talk about why it's so important that we are clear on our purpose and we are able to follow and tap into what brings us joy. And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. We are talking about something, I think maybe one of the most important things that I've ever talked about on the show. It's something that's been sort of work I've been working on for a while, and it's finally become completely clear to me that my job in the world is to literally help people, especially women, and especially women in their 30s and 40s and 50s and beyond, get back or get into joyful alignment in their lives, both in their personal lives and their you know, home lives, and, you know, also to be able to step into doing purposeful work in their lives. I believe this is my mission because let me tell you what I believe is happening in the world. We have gotten so far away from this inner gladness, from this joy living in that place that we are stuck in the opposite of joy. Look around you. How many people seem hopeless? They seem lost. They seem lonely. They're depressed. They're anxious. Some of the antonyms of joy are depression, melancholy, misery, sadness, seriousness, sorrow, dislike, unhappiness, discouragement, woe, and mourning. Tell me, are those the things you're seeing around you? Are they the things you're seeing in the world? Are they some of the things you're feeling in your own life? A discontentment, a anxiousness, a sadness, a you feel like maybe part of you is missing. But I'm here to tell you that if we can tap into your joy, into how God's wired you to be, how he's wired you to enjoy and rejoice on certain things, because joy is things like delight, rejoicing, exalting, having glee, having exuberance, happiness, gladness, elation, liveliness, bliss and merriment. And I think God designed us to be in that state. He designed us to have a connection with him, to have a connection to others, and to have a connection to the world. And when we have somehow disconnected from that, or the signal has gotten fuzzy because we are so absorbed in our obligations and our schedules and our electronics, that we have lost touch with our joy. And so I am on a mission to help people tap back into this joy because I think that's that's the key. Our lives start aligning. They start coming together. We start fixing our marriages. We start having better relationships with the people we care about. We have better relationships with ourselves. We have a stronger connection to God and we see the wonder in everything that he's created, both in the natural world, in people, and in the miracles. It's when we can create businesses with purposeful work and we can have time and financial freedom, folks. 
I think this is the key. It's not trying to figure out how do we solve our problems. It's focusing on who helps overcome our problems. And it's God and it's looking to him instead of looking to our problems so much. And when we start looking to him and we start stepping into the things that bring us joy and how we do everything from a place of inner gladness, this is when things start connecting. This is when we start realizing the work we're meant to do and how we can do it with ease. It's how we can live our lives and feel more peaceful, feel calmer in our days and feel more joy. I'm telling you, we also have a problem with overscheduling and overbooking ourselves and we wonder why we're exhausted and we feel anxious and maybe a bit depressed and overwhelmed. It's because God designed us to only do so much in a day, but we're overworking and we're exhausted. Well, I'm here to help you tap back into this joy. And if you're not still not convinced that this is the way forward to work on whatever area in your life doesn't feel so joyful, I want to share just a little bit from Mark Batterson's book, which yes, I've shared stuff from him before. Please, sorry, and thanks. But he's kind of talking about, are we, you know, if you're not living joyfully, much like I said, one of the opposites is depression. And so let me share with you what he says. He says, in psychology, mental health is measured on a spectrum from depression to flourishing. Flourishing is evidenced by optimism, empathy, and authenticity. It's inner joy. You guys hear that? It's self-esteem. It's a strong sense of purpose. On the other side of the spectrum is depression. It's evidenced by hopelessness and helplessness. It's a feeling like the best is behind you. Between depression and flourishing, there's languishing, the neglected middle child of mental health. It's not mental illness, but it's not mental wholeness. It's apathy instead of empathy. It's no man's land. It's feeling blah. It's a lack of focus, lack of motivation, and a lack of vision. And I don't know about you, but I want to flourish. I want to feel joyful. I don't want to live in the middle, in this space of uh, uncertainty, the liminal space. I don't want to live in languish. And I surely don't want to live in a place of feeling the opposite of joy. I don't want to feel depressed. I don't want to feel melancholy. I don't want to be sad or have misery. I don't want to be unhappy and feel discouraged all the time. I want to feel the light. I want to rejoice. I want to have a liveliness about me, my spirit in my soul. I want to be dancing from the inside out, guys. And I think you do too. I think too many of us are so exhausted. We, our souls are literally, they're, they're, they're being filled with the opposite of what's going to actually lift us up and have us be this light in the world we were made to be. And I think a lot of us have really gotten disconnected with our, from our purpose and the joy that God put in our hearts to share with the world and for us to walk in the world with. And here's the thing. What I've learned is that it all starts with getting clear on who we're made to be and tapping into this inner gladness. And I've tried it all. I've tried figuring out, you know, is there a system? Is it a roadmap following other people's plans? And what I've learned is it's not that. I created this idea of joyful alignment framework to help you tap into what God has created for you to do so that instead of following someone else's plan, 
You can follow the plan that he's designed you for uniquely. So how do we go about making this change? Well, there are definitely things we can do, and I will talk about a few of them today, and I will definitely do episodes in the future and and talk about this in more depth. But the first thing is start letting yourself live. Start letting yourself truly enjoy your experiences. And no, it's not that joy is about experiences per se, but for instance, right before this, I was upstairs getting ready because I have lots of podcast interviews today. And I was, I put on a song that I really love um, recently, and it's called Beautiful Day by Jonathan Roy. But it's just such a great song, right? About kind of stepping into our day and what's kind of holding us from, from that. And so I put it on and then I was like, why am I not moving to this song? It's so good. So I did. And as I did, I could feel this inner gladness bubbling out of me because I allowed myself to just be instead of listening to the song and kind of holding myself back. So that's just a quick, tiny example of how allowing ourselves to truly tap into the goodness, right, of the day, the goodness of a moment. Okay, so some of the ways that we can uh, tap into this this joy that's already in us, but also that we can um, nurture is we can shift our mindsets and beliefs. How are we thinking? What words are we using? What's our inner dialogue? And can we start shifting that? We can just start with the tiniest, tiniest things, because the more we change those words and the ways we're thinking about ourselves, the way we're thinking about our life, over time, it will shift. And also, I'm obviously a person of faith, but it's how does God see you? How does he truly see you? And how were you made? We can also tap back into when you were young. How did you feel? What did you enjoy? What things did you like? What were you drawn to? Those things are important. Or what do you like now? Maybe there's new interests. Giving ourselves in our lives more space and slowing down. So part of this is going to be auditing your life. Are you spending too much time on your electronics? And I would probably say 90% of us are, and I am definitely guilty of this. Put your phone down, get off your computer, get outside more without electronic devices Give yourself the space to think, the space to pray and meditate. Give yourself the time to see all the wonder around you in everything. Give yourself time to have a digital detox. Do you have clutter everywhere in the room you're working in or in your kitchen? I assure you it is it is giving you more anxiety. It makes you anxious when the space is not calming. And, you know, so it's, these are definitely works in progress, but these are small things that do make a difference. Another one is speaking your truth. What do you need to say that you've not said that you're holding on to or you're afraid to say out loud? Maybe it's something that you've wanted to do, but you're afraid that people won't get it. Maybe it's that you need to tell somebody something that you've been holding on to. Maybe you're holding on to a grudge or something. And then it's getting clear on God's truth in your life. And then it's recentering ourselves around our contribution and and learning to be generous givers, doing it from a place of joy, doing it because, yes, it feels good, but it's like it's deeper than that. So are, are we contributing in some way? And can we contribute in a even more meaningful way or, you know, just looking at that? 
getting clear on our purpose and our God-sized dreams. Whether we already know what this is or not, are we doing something about it? Even the tiniest of steps. Tapping back into our creativity and our wonder and our playfulness. This is so important. Too many of us have become way too serious. If you still have kids, younger kids, when you do you play with them or are you just the driver in the I mean the chauffeur, the, the food maker? Do you get on the ground and play with them and laugh till your stomach hurts? If your kids are older or you don't have kids, are you still being playful? If you want to stay young, keep being playful. Find things that amaze you, that excite you, that make you giggle. Partner with God to create. How do we do this? All of us are creators in some way. God was the ultimate creator, right? The ultimate craftsman. There is stuff in you that allows you to create, whether whether it's through words or paint or music or orating, or whether it's through writing a book or baking. It doesn't matter, but you are a creator. You are a craftsman, but we need time in our schedules to get these, you know, creative, this creative inspiration or these downloads from, from the creator himself, right? These ideas. We need to focus on connection and commonality instead of division. Where are you being part of the divisiveness in the world or on an issue instead of always coming from a place of love and focusing on connection and what you could have in common with someone else or where you could have a connection point. This is another way we tap into this joyful alignment. We have to stop having doing the opposite of what we want in our lives. If you have a lot of negativity and you have a lot of strong opinions about certain political or um, big issues, right? Social issues. If if there's angerness and bitter bubbling up in you, and yet you're looking for a happy, like a happier, more joyful life, a more contented life, you're not going to get it. You have to let go of feeling so strongly about certain things. Yes, you can have opinions. Yes, you can have a vantage point. You know, you can say, well, this is how it aligns with your beliefs. Like for instance, in the Bible. But it doesn't, we, it is not for us to do it at the detriment of love. Nowhere are we supposed to, you know, attack others and, and have bitterness inside of us because of an issue. At the end of the day, it comes down to humans and loving other people and showing kindness and being the hope in the world, guys. It, another thing we can do to tap into this is unlearning who we aren't. The end of the day, our identities and our roles don't matter so much. It's how are we showing up in our, in our lives? How are we showing up for the people in our lives? How are we, um, what are we bringing to the table? Are we present? Are we available, right? Instead of thinking about what's tonight do I have to do and what's tomorrow? And well, I used to do this job and gosh, I, it's, I don't do that anymore. That's okay. We're all going to go through changes and transitions of roles and titles we've held and what life looks like. We're going to have different seasons and that's okay. And yes, it can be hard to get through those. There's no question. But as we unlearn who we are no longer, we can step into who God is making us to be today and in the future, how he wants us to show up in the world, how he wants to use us. 
we can also get really clear on what are we best at? I often have, or I've struggled a lot with this in the last uh, couple of years because I'm very good. I have a zone of excellence, right? With a lot of technical and online marketing stuff. But my zone of genius is something different. It's the things that I'm moving towards in the last two years. It's encouraging people. It's using my intuitive um, listening skills and it's seeing people and seeing what's inside of them. It's helping them, mentoring them through this. But that's where I light up or this is where I light up. It is literally seeing all the beauty in the ordinary things. It's in writing in talking to women and lifting them up. And so I continuously have to work on how do I do more of that or only that and not the other things. And it's finding a rhythm in, inside of ourselves and in our lives that supports our mind, body, and soul, right? Or our hearts, hands, and bodies. Everything in nature has a rhythm, right? It has a cycle. The ocean, the moon, women's cycles, like everything is cyclical. Everything is seasonal. That is true with our days. That is true with our lives. That is true with what, you know, rhythm feels good for each of us. But if we ignore that, we're pushing instead of allowing. So we've got to understand that and we have to have more grace to redesign what our day or our week and our month look like so that it fits better. We wonder why we're exhausted and it's partly because we are trying to fit into what someone told us a day or a life or what our um, what we should strive for. I'm telling you, it's not it's not it. You know, we get to decide that and we can decide again, whatever we thought a month ago or two years ago or 20 years ago, it can be different today. And here is something else that I've said recently, um, both uh, written it and also spoken it. Joy comes when we're grounded in who God is and who he's made us to be. When we realize that we are already enough right now, not in our striving to be more or in accomplishing or achieving more, but now this is when we find the joy we're looking for in God's love and in his presence and in the purpose he's set out, set out for us to do, guys. Uh, so I think the way that we find more ease and more clarity and we feel more alive and peaceful is to follow our joy. It's to follow our joy and it's to tap into the fruit of the spirit, right? The fruit, of, the fruits of the spirit, I should say. There's many, but one of them is joy, right? Inner gladness. It's peacefulness. So this is how we do it. We connect, right? We welcome in the Holy Spirit. We get, we have more time to build a relationship with God, to get in his word, but it's also to live the way we were designed. It's to go about our daily, you know, things of serving our family or caring for our family, for ourselves in the work we do. It's to show up in those things and bring with it a deep gladness that we're doing it because we care, because we love these other people, because we are showing up in love. When we shift into that place, look, I've had days where I have done all the household things, right? And not that my husband, he helps as well and the kids help, but where I've done laundry and I've done dishes and man, it's like, oh, it's one more thing to do. And I'm super annoyed, right? We've all been there probably. And then I've had other days where 
I have a little song in my mind, you know, and I'm kind of singing along with it or I have the music on and I'm going about doing my chores. 100% different feeling as I do it. I don't feel irritated. I don't feel frustrated. I don't feel like I'm rushing. I'm, I get stuck in the moment of just doing, doing the work. And it doesn't feel like such a chore. So how we show up into our day, how we show up in that moment, how we show up to tap into this gladness, it matters. It matters with everything we do. So I have a program starting next month that's going to help people. I'm going to come alongside of you and help you get your life to become a joy, a joyful centered life. Let's all tap back into this. Can you imagine the more of us that tap into this joyful alignment, the more that we're going to show up in the world and imagine how we're going to change our homes and change the people that we uh, come across in the world, how we impact the world. It's going to be amazing. And imagine how good your life will feel when instead of feeling depressed and anxious and sadness and seriousness and discouragement, you're going to feel alive. You're going to feel exuberant and happy and have this gladness that no one can take away from you. I don't know about you, but that's how I want to live. So friends, I welcome you to find out a little bit more about this. It's on my website, kristenfitch.com. You can always DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Fitch. I will also have a free download coming out in the next couple of days that is how you can step into more joy in your life. It's a lot of like what we talked about, but it's just going to give you a little bit more tangible ways that you can do this in your own life. So whether you're interested in working with me, um, you know, in my program or whether you just like that free download, those are both be available on my website. What I want for you is I want you to step into the joy we're promised because we are promised this. Truly, this is something, right, that we can all have and we don't have to keep living the way we've been living. We are meant to live in joyful alignment. Listen, I just want to wrap up today's episode with two quotes that I wanted to share with you. The first is, by Bob Goff. And he says, here's the truth you can take to the bank, no matter how long you live. The clarity of purpose, undistracted energy, selfless love, and unselfish pursuits you bring to the world will be your legacy. Everything else will look like a distraction by comparison. So even he is pointing out that this is the case, right? That if we have focused energy, if we have selfless love, and when we selflessly love ourselves, or when we love ourselves, we can have selfless love in the world unselfish pursuits to show up in the world the way that we're meant to show up in clarity of purpose. These are the types of things I'm talking about that we need to tap into in order to live in a more joyful state. And then the other thing is, was actually posted on Instagram by Instagod Ministries, but it's really good. It says, in the middle of Job's darkest hour, when he was the most discouraged and didn't think it would ever work out, God said to him in Job 8.21, I will fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. God, and this is what he says, God is saying to you what he said to Job. Joy is coming. Breakthroughs are coming. Healing is coming. Promotion is coming. God is about to fill your mouth with laughter. He's going to do something so amazing, so extraordinary. You'll be so overwhelmed, so grateful that all you can do is laugh. Your mourning is going to be turned into dancing and your sorrow turned to joy. Oh, I don't know about you, 
but that is what I'm stepping into. That is what I want more of. And we can all have, we all have access to that. So that is how I'm showing up to help people. But I hope this encouraged you and inspired you to tap back into and follow your joy. And thanks again for listening in. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check out freebies and resources we have for you at kristenfitch.com. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at kristenfitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. Until next time, have a great week.